Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. So you'll also know that we have, as a church, been uh, going through, uh, since the weekend away, looking at the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've done two things. We've decided to focus on the gifts and to focus on the groups. And so we've been talking about the gifts on a Sunday. And then our groups, whenever they're meeting, uh, are hopefully looking at and and talking about the gifts. And, and the purpose of this is not simply because, oh, yeah, that's a cool thing to do, to look at the gifts. It is in order that we are equipped and encouraged in the use of the gifts uh, of the Holy Spirit as, as part of our everyday life. And, and I've become more convinced that we need that gifts of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, that, that they're not designed just for meetings. They're not just designed for personal devotion. They're actually designed for, for, for life and for uh, and just for situations that we find ourselves in. So we've been looking at all the various passages around the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And today we come to 1 Corinthians uh, 14. I'm going to read a few verses from that and say a few words. And I'm hoping we'll have time to do something, some stuff at the end. Um, um, so I'm just praying I can get through it. Um, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 14. Let me just read some uh, verses. Verse 1. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Now, just running down to verse 12. Since you are eager for gifts of the spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. And running down to verse 18. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that this morning there was this sense of your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us. We thank you that the gifts are there and available to us every day. And uh, Father, I pray that even through this morning, we will gain greater understanding and a greater measure of confidence in the use of the gifts in in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you will know that as I've been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the thing that I probably have focused on more or as much as anything 
is the, the, the attitude, the environment in which those gifts get exercised. I think that's the, almost the most important thing. You remember 1 Corinthians 13, I spoke about that last week, which often we see of we see as a kind of a, as, as, a, as a poem. It can be put up on the wall. It says some lovely words. But in reality, it tells us the environment and the condition in which the gifts of the spirit are to operate. And that if you don't operate the gifts in love, it's pointless. It's meaningless. It goes as strong as that. You must operate them in love. And so this particular passage begins with exactly the same thing. Follow the way of love. (laughs) Keep going in the way of love and eagerly desire. Eagerly desire. Now, our challenge is we can eagerly desire for a short while and then we're like, oh, I'm a bit tired now. Yeah, we've eagerly desired for too long and now I'm a bit tired. Um, My encouragement is eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit uh, for the benefit of your own life and for those that around you. It's amazing how much those gifts are related to people's attitudes and their motives. And, the, and, and uh, most of the passages that talk about the gifts of the spirit also talk about the attitudes, the motives and the heart behind those gifts. And so that is really really important it's not an added on extra or you know you've got to be loving when you do it no you have to be loving otherwise don't do it it's that it's that kind of thing don't prophesy if you're not prophesying out of love don't prophesy to make yourself look good better not to do it yeah better to hold on to your gifts keep them for yourself than to do it outside of love and and outside of that kind of humble approach this passage more than any passage gives us the purpose of tongues and prophecy. And that's that's really helpful because many people hear about tongues and they hear about prophecy and they, and they sometimes wonder how do those things work. So here we can just say a little bit about the purpose of tongues. Tongues is a prayer. Yeah, tongues is a way of praying to God. That's what this passage tells us. It tells us that um, anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. So tongues is a prayer. It's a prayer to God. And nobody understands the tongue apart from God. Yeah, no one else understands the tongue apart from God. And the purpose of tongues is to edify the person. Yeah. So if you speak in tongues, you will discover over time that gift edifies your spirit. And uh, there's one really there's a couple of really well known examples of of the use of the gift of tongues. But I don't want us to misuse them. And the first would be that over a hundred years ago, um, there was uh, a revival which became known as the Pentecostal revival. I think it was in 1906 uh, in Azusa Street in America. And one of the marks of that revival was people were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues. It became such a mark of the revival that and people travelled from all over the world um, uh, to that place in order to, to, to participate in it. But it became such a mark of the revival that they probably overstepped the mark in that they said that unless you spoke in tongues, you couldn't really know whether you were a Christian or not. Now, the Bible doesn't say that. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say that there are many passages that talk about what it means to be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart uh, that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. So the Bible says that. 
but but they went over they they took it over the mark however the the point of tongues was really important that tongues was a gift that edifies and if it is interpreted in a meeting that also edifies yeah so so we have in our church and even though he's here today martin who has a gift of the interpretation of tongues. So somebody brings a tongue or he brings a tongue and then there is a, an interpretation that comes and that is what edifies us. The tongue itself, let's be honest, it doesn't edify because I don't know what you're saying and you don't know what you're saying. So the purpose of tongues is to edify. It's a personal gift. Tongues is the kind of thing, so Azusa Street was where it was used in, for the Pentecost revival. Another occasion that I know it was used in church history is much more recently than that. Um, if you've ever read the book Chasing the Dragon, how many of you have ever read the book Chasing the Dragon? So a few of us have read the book. Chasing the Dragon is a book written by a, a lady called uh, Jackie Pullinger who went out to Hong Kong and she lived in the walled streets of uh, the walled city of Hong Kong. And she just began to reach out to people in that city. And one of the marks of the work that she carried out was she used to pray in tongues for 15 minutes every day. And as she did that and encouraged people to do that, people who were hooked on heroin and crack and all sorts of other things used to come off drugs, partly through just praying, they were praying in tongues, praying in tongues all the time. It edifies the individual. It is a very powerful gift. I mean, you can spend hours praying in tongues. Yeah. And, in, and you know, uh, you might not understand what you're saying, but you know that God hears your prayers. So tongues is a really important gift for the individual. And, and in a moment, I'm going to give us the opportunity, if you've never spoken in tongues, for us just to pray and that you would speak in tongues. Yeah, because it's a gift that edifies you. The second gift that this passage talks about is prophecy. What's the purpose of prophecy? Prophecy, this passage tells us, is to strengthen, encourage and comfort the people. Prophecy is important and you need to understand the reason it's important is God is always speaking. Yeah, I know we've got the Bible and we've got the word and, and you can say, oh, you know, there's the word and God has spoken. And Hebrews says in these last days, God has spoken through his son and all that kind of thing. But in reality, God is always speaking. He's always speaking by his Holy Spirit. That's why that promise came that um, uh, in these last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Yeah. God is always speaking. If you don't hear God, it's not because he's not speaking. It's not because he's got to the point where he's like, do you know, what? I'm not even going to bother with them anymore. Yeah. God doesn't do that. If you're open, if you listen, God will speak to you. Yeah. You just need to uh, listen and be open. And that's why prophecy becomes important and prophecy the purpose of strengthen encouragement and comfort yes prophecy can be directional yes prophecy can be other things but in the main it's to encourage you it's to strengthen you and it's to comfort you and god is always speaking the question is do we listen and, and do we obey prophecy was one of the signs of pentecost on, on that day that people began to prophesy, people will have visions and dreams and prophecy really importantly builds up the church. Now, we can feel uncomfortable when the Bible says things like um, 
people who do this are greater than people who do that. Yeah, we thought, oh, you know, do you really do you need to say that? Can't we just be all the same? Yeah. So people who prophesy are greater than people who speak in tongues. Well, if you just think about that for a moment, why would it be that prophecy would be considered greater than tongues? Yeah. In some ways, it's really, really simple. It's not it's not magic. It's not to do with the individuals. It's not to do with their personalities. It's to do with the fact that prophecy is God speaking, first of all. And secondly, its purpose is to build up the church. Tongues is not there to build up the church. Tongues is there to edify the individual, unless it comes with interpretation. Prophecy is there to build up the church. That's why it says in this same passage, excel at the gifts that build up the church. Yeah, It's no good you saying, uh, you know, one day you say to the pastor, say to me or to your friends, you know what? I've been praying in tongues for eight hours a day. Hallelujah. I'll be like, that's, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. But there are other things you could do that would be even more beneficial for other people. Yeah, because praying for tongues for eight hours a day edifies you in your spirit. It's wonderful. But if you want to edify the church, if you want to build up the church, you need to seek the greater gifts. Yeah, you can't just sit at prophecy. Uh, you can't just sit at tongues and go, look, this is it. It's me and tongues. Yeah, this says excel at uh, the gifts that build up. The church. Yeah. So that's what we should do. We should become really, really excellent. Remember, I talked about excellence last week and how you really use that and how you don't use that. But we should become very, very excellent at the gifts of the Holy Spirit that build up the church. That means many of us, all of us should be prophesying. Yeah. We should be hearing from God and bringing words that encourage our brothers and sisters. And we can do that every week. Yeah. It's not like, well, there's going to be a week where we're going to do the prophecies workshop. No, not, we don't do that kind of thing. But but prophecy, if you're if you're walking by the Holy Spirit, prophecy should be something that comes out of your mouth because it edifies the church. The words of knowledge, words of encouragement, uh, gifts of hospitality, all these gifts edify, build up the church. Therefore, pursue those gifts. Eagerly desire them. Excel in them. Yeah, there are other things that it's not worth excelling at, but it is worth excelling at that. In the same way, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us to excel in the, that love is the most excellent of ways to live. Excel in it. Yeah, better to be known for how great you love people than how organised you are. Yeah, organised. I'm not saying organisation is bad. Yeah, but love's better. Yeah, love is better. So prophecy is greater than tongues because prophecy builds up the church, whereas tongues edifies the individual. And then this passage tells us that we should stop thinking as infants. Yeah, it says that we should be childlike in regards to evil. And I think that's really interesting, or infants in regards to evil. And in a way, you could think of that as be as as the innocence Children are very innocent about certain things. Yeah. Imagine if we were really innocent in terms of evil. Yeah. That every time you said an innuendo, I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Or, or every time someone met you, thought, oh, I don't fully understand that. Yeah. You might look a bit silly to people. Oh, my goodness. Did they not? Uh, but actually, innocence with regards to evil is a good thing. Yeah. A lack of a, a lack of that kind of thing in your life is a good thing. 
and otherwise we should be grown up and mature in our thinking. Yeah, and that is quite difficult today because today people don't often think about thinking and 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 sort of having mature thoughts. We just like to go and do stuff, and it doesn't matter. We don't really give much much thought. Um, and old people who think too much, oh, you just think too much. People say that to me. You just think too much. Well, I mean, I do think. I don't know if I think too much, uh, but I do think. And I, I think it's good for us to be people who think about stuff who consider stuff, who consider our ways, but we're not thoughtless in our actions. Yeah? Because we want to be those that can be used fully by God. Yeah? And to be fully available to him. So just those two things. And and now we're going to we're going to do a little bit of practice. The purpose of tongues, yeah, is to edify the individual. So it's a wonderful gift to have, by the way. Yeah? You don't need to pray in tongues for 8 hours a day, but 15 minutes a day will change your life. Yeah, the gift of tongues, and secondly, the gift of prophecy, which is there to strengthen, encourage, and comfort the people. Yeah, so you bring a prophecy to someone else, and that encourages them, that comforts them. And we've already talked about our motives and our desire for it. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team, or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.